I am unashamed. What about you? So I got my last event coming up. I'm not going to tell you where it's at because it's sold out, <laughs> which is good. That's it's a good problem. But uh, I don't want you showing up banging on the door. What state are we in? We're in Texas. Texas. Yeah, but, and I'm not really sure. And you're doing it with Missy? I'm doing it with Missy. How does that, how do you, at least I do a lot of ours together, so we're, we're yeah. pretty good. But I that, said this last podcast that courage manifests itself in strange ways sometimes admitting your weakness takes a lot more courage than jumping off a bridge if you think you can make it right or jumping off a cliff which i have done (laughs) and survived and thought that was dumb it didn't take courage it just took stupidity but i did the same thing i was we were in a fishing tournament one time and then we went swimming we were young and so i just ran and jumped off into the creek you know, from a tall, pretty tall bluff, what I didn't know was the water was about less than a foot deep. Yeah, I remember that. And, you and I, I sprained both my ankles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I could have really been bad. BJ? So why would you jump off a high? Because I was an idiot. Uh, I mean, that's like, why I said, you, was you it, go down there and you check the water before you. Was it BJ before Jesus <laughs> is what I was asking. Well, it was, it was before I went out. Like bad, I I was I was probably about twelve. You were young, reckless, and bored. I just was stupid. You just well, don't. Willie and I were driving down the river in a boat, and I saw a rope on the top of that cliff down there. Oh no. boy! Somebody put a rope up there. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, I got that's a there. high bluff. I know where the I know where the bayou <laughs> the little that little bayou runs in there. So Willie and we I call it well. I used to call it when when I was running nests the bluff. Yep. Yeah. So I got up there. Not many bluffs in Louisiana. And Willie, he's like, "You go first. <laughs> and I was like, "I'll watch you." No, that's not what you know how Willie is. He said that way if you don't if it doesn't go well, I can get help. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know that, what I tell you? Of, that kind of terminology is uh, worthy of note. Man, I hit that water, and that's where I learned that although water looks soft and it's really not. Fluid, no, it, it's like, like it's very dense jumping. And so after I could speak, which took a few seconds, he said, "How was it?" I said, "Great." But I was thinking that was the worst thing I've ever done. But I, I wanted him to hit it, you know. <laughs> so I said, "I'll be down there." No, it wasn't bad. And then he hit it. And then we both said, "What did it hurt like that when you hit?" I said, "Absolutely." But you didn't tell him because you I wanted didn't him tell to tell because I wanted him. Pain, pain brings forth many, many I things. I needed someone to share in my pain. That's the spiritual application. Uh, so I had a, I had an epiphany last night because I got. I get a little panicky and nervous about speaking with my wife because the first time we did it, I thought it went great. <laughs> People, you know, I could tell they were moved. And I thought, well, we're making the world a better place for Jesus speaking through us. We got in the car. <laughs> and Missy said, you going to let me talk now? Whoa. And I was looking around like, <laughs> Well, that's not very nice to say to the driver. You know, I thought yeah, she was talking to Yeah, this is when me. you're in your rig leaving. Yeah, we're leaving. She's like, can I talk now? And I was like, about what? 
<laughs> and she got a laugh, you know. She wasn't being mean. So basically, she was saying you kind of made an you, effort to steal the show. Yeah, that you were maybe a... Uh... And I thought, well, you did talk. <laughs> I said, well, I thought you were talking. She's like, oh, okay, that's fine. So I thought, <laughs> oh, man. What? <laughs> I was trying to read. But you know how when you... Because I'm... All right, I've shared this many times. My biggest problem was like, overcoming the fear of speaking right. in front of people and so it's all a blur to me i'm kind of a mess inside so i'm not that's like when people say well you know when you said that part about whatever even if i had notes i'm like no i don't remember i have no once i leave it's over so then i was trying to think back and i was like i'm telling you i remember her speaking to <laughs> so we tried it again and same thing she's like you're you're not letting me talk. I was like, well, I was trying to. This well, it sounds like to me, if this is an upcoming date, you're still in the same position you've been in all along. Yeah. So here's what I did. So I reach out to our assistant, which is family. It's her aunt. I said, why don't you ask them if they want to do a Q and A? And she's like, oh, that's smart. We're two days before the event. She put a um. <laughs> We're two days before the event. I said, well, ask them, because I didn't even acknowledge that. So long story short, after a few phone calls and messages, it's like, all right, we're doing the Q&A. Because I thought maybe that'll make it, because I'm trying to accommodate my lovely wife. She's awesome. But she's like, if we get up and give a speech... Because it's like, how do you really prepare for that anyway? Yeah. It's well, hard for two to give the same speech. Right. You, it, it just, well, I Well, Lisa and I, Lisa and I do it all the time, but the way it, the only way it works for us, and probably it'd be like this with y'all, Jay, is if, if you, you know, if you weren't doing it Q&A style, is that like, I do an open, so I talk about the family, I got some funny stuff in there, and so I kind of get everybody warmed up. So I do about, you know, 15 minutes open, and she's there with me. And she may chime in a little bit, but she doesn't say much. And then then I turn it over to her, and then she goes 15 minutes. She's got her thing. She does. So maybe I should do that at and then, some point. And then I, it, maybe I should ask a question, and I'd say, I'm going to turn this over to the expert in this. That's right. That's what I would do. Then I'm like, that way, because she can't say, well, how come you put me on the spot? I'm like, <laughs> you wanted to talk. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to talk more. <laughs> So yeah, go. I, I'm gonna try. Well, the reason I I'm don't bringing... like that arrangement. No, I, it wouldn't work with you and Mom. Me and Miss K. But but we <clears throat> we you and Mom have done Q and A's before. They were very effective. I mean, because they're just asking questions. Do you know what's weird? Is this is my last event. I know because I had to pause all because of the I show. appreciate all the requests and people and I, you know, but. Yeah, well, I'm doing this show, and that that's still coming along. We did the promos. I talked a little bit about that. And by the way, I forgot to tell you this. Most of these people that did those promos the other day, they were not familiar. Well, before I say this, we were out in the middle of a field, cows everywhere, and they had all these high-powered equipment and everything. They were not familiar with ants, had no concept of them. Because the photographer, this was day two. This guy was like down, you know, he, he was, he'd be just rolling around on the ground. We're doing all these and they're not, weird and things. And they're not, they're not well-versed on fire ants. No. So I looked down huh. 
And I saw one of his legs that looked like turned red. And I said, you're, you're in ants. <laughs> and he, he was like, What's a, there's, some, there's a stinging sensation. <laughs> he said, there's a stinging sensation. I said, there's a thousand ants on you. Well, then when I got to looking at both of his arms, he just had the little pimples all over him from the day before. I so, said, <laughs> you remember yesterday when you why had the stinging? Why is that so funny to me? Oh, I don't know. Everybody else was this laughing. This is when L.A. meets yeah. L.A., L.A. to Louisiana. The other L.A. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I said, those things, those things are toxic. <laughs> when I said that, look, he said, do I need to go to the hospital? But now he's, he's full scale getting them off of him because they're stinging. Yeah. And I said, well... We're going to sit here and see if you're allergic to them. That's right. But if you start turning a different color than red, we may take you to the hospital. If, you, if your tongue gets so thick you can't breathe, yeah. Get enough, but get then enough bites, it's pretty it rough. It started a series of conversations where they were all inspecting themselves, and they're like, I got them too. It was like they had you know, some kind of zombie polio because they were noticing <laughs> all the bite, pimples. <clears throat> every bite turns into a little zit. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Every one of them. Well, it, they're very toxic. And they were they were like, Thankfully, I, they're little or we'd it, be in trouble. It's two, two weeks to a month for all that to go away. It's, oh, yeah. it's a pretty rough deal. Yeah, so I did find that fascinating. I was like, you don't have ants in L.A.? They did go to the hospital, the Duck Dynasty crew, multiple times. Oh, we, yeah. we would just co go through. And and but some of them called me up there and they said, "Why is it that we're we're just being eaten alive <laughs> with all these things in that grass out there? Now these little chicks were out there, the Los Angeles the little shorts, yeah. yeah, they have the little shorts and the bare legs, you know. Look at me, and they're walking around <laughs> out through the weeds, and we're walking around out there, and no one is even touched by these fire ants because we just got we we, we know what to avoid. Yeah. Well, but, you but see listen, an ant they, bad. They did end up in the hospital. They, oh, yeah. oh, they were just, I mean, torn up. I know, it, and and it's sad, but I guess we're so used to. It. I tell people all the time, and they, they think, said, "Why are they not on you?" And I said, "But you don't realize you're avoiding them without noticing." Because look, so you we had this happen. We're all laughing at their pain. And <laughs> which and, is part of the fun, you know. Yeah, and when nobody was allergic beyond, I mean, other than they're getting all the zits on them and all. And so it's funny. But then the next shoot, the next, because then they, we all go back to the little trailer and hang out. And then they go set up the next shoot. Right. And so they put little, because these are like movie like yeah. commercials right. where. It's a little spoof. It's 15 seconds, but they set up for them for an hour. Oh, yeah. Classic. They got every, I mean, they have it well lit. They have cameras. and Got to be perfect. Yeah, everything's. So we go to the next one where we have where everybody's standing, and they have me standing on top of a huge ant bed. <laughs> they literally had an X. They put little Xs where you stand. On the fire on the ant fire. bed? The, you could barely see it because it was encased yeah. in ants. <laughs> And I said, hey, same problem. I'm not standing here. And they're like, those, y'all have an ant problem. You think? I said, this is earth. This is the real, we are here on earth. We don't, we're in a place where concrete doesn't cover up all the critters. I guess. I mean, do they not have ants in L.A.? I guess not. Um, but I, I tell people all the time that Louisiana I mean, almost everything in the wild is can hurt you and will hurt you. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot of to. stinging 
Dang. Yeah, last evening. Well, I've said before that if you wanted to inflict pain on someone, you don't have to do anything. You could just tie them up out in the woods. Yeah. Because yeah. something will get you. But, Dad, you remember you and I went to Angola and spoke in the prison. And, you know, they they just, there's not even, they got the wall when you first get there, but the rest of it's just open. Yeah. And the Mississippi River's over there. So some guys, a few, that's probably been 20 years ago, you know, they tried to take off. Well, one of them got out there, and I mean, he was almost dead. Yeah. From everything that got him. Remember, they said they found him. He was just, he was half dead. And he oh, was yeah. like, get me back in the prison. Yep. Because what I've gotten into out here. It is rough, especially in the They don't summer. have a fence. They just have the territory. That's exactly right. And you, you it's Spring rough. Spring and summer, where we're from. I mean, even our place over here. You stay away from there in the spring oh, or summer. Don't right. don't don't be venturing out right. off of a road. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it you, you just won't be in good health. No, the stuff is here to hurt you. That's what yeah, it does. It's it's a jungle. That's so right. I told you all that because so the next time we're together, I'll give you a report and see how it goes. Right. But yeah, so I'm I'm nervous about it. I but I, we are doing the Q and A thing. Yeah. But they're like, well, we want want you to share Jesus. I'm like. Oh, I'm going to share Jesus. That's what I'm coming out there for. Yeah. Because they thought, well, if we do Q&A, that might hurt that. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we got. Yeah. Just so. just set me up with that question and I'll go. So, yeah, exactly. Jace, I'm going to be, I got my last one too coming up for a while. Um, May the 4th, I think. It's the first Thursday. It's National Day of Prayer. So I'm going to be speaking at the Mayor's Prayer Breakfast in Ashland, Ohio. So if you're from that, in that area, Around Ashland, that's why I'll be on the at first. I think it's like six thirty in the morning. It's a prayer breakfast. It's funny because this is an event that I was scheduled to do three years ago, and it's just pushed every year because of COVID. And they just you know kept rolling it down. So we're finally going. Same thing the one I just did in Pennsylvania. I mean, I, I got up there and I was like, well, this has been three years and it's in the makings, boys. But here, here we go. Let's see what we can do. But they were excited about doing it. Let's take a break. So it seems like every day uh, we hear about another corporation that goes woke. It's just kind of part of our culture. It's what we have to deal with. And I really feel bad for people that work in these environments because then you have all these, you know, it goes against your belief system. Our country, our traditional values, our constitution sometimes even. One of our sponsors uh, that we're glad to support is a company called Patriot Mobile. And they bill themselves as America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. I know, Dad, this doesn't really apply to you. You're not a cell phone guy. But for everybody else that has a cell phone, uh, these guys, but they agree with a lot of the same stuff that we do. Uh, they have a, a plan that fits any budget. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service support team, which is very nice when you have issues that you can call and, and talk to an American. Uh, Patriot Mobile shares your values. Your, it supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life. They also do great by our veterans and first responders. So once you check these guys out, patriotmobile.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. You get a free activation with the offer code Phil. And remember, they've got uh, even more savings for veterans and first responders. So patriotmobile.com slash Phil. PatriotMobile.com slash Phil or call them 972-PATRIOT. So, yeah, I'm, I'm summer. I don't do as many events because people don't do banquets and stuff. 
which is kind of good because it gives me a break. But yeah, you're kind of off the market for a while. I'm off the market for a while, so we'll see if uh, if and I'll give you some details as the the show gets closer. They're they're trying to figure out the you, you have the you found the show, and then you found the promo. For the show, and then you do the marketing for the show. So we're right. planning that now. So I'll be on a few shows. Oh yeah, well, I told <clears> people because <throat> they kept asking me. I said, "Well, just hey, keep an eye on Fox because trust me, when they get ready to roll it out, you're, it'll be everywhere." Yeah, they sent me a list of of shows that it's like we want you to be on these. I'm like, I, I mean, the list was long. Oh yeah, I said, "Ah, let's just pick a few." <laughs> So, because it's weird, our show is not really well. It's not political at all. I mean, this is about. It's kind of an irony. I wore my uh, where yeah. your treasure is there. Your heart will be also. The irony of the show is that we're finding lost treasure, but we're also acknowledging the treasure, the spiritual treasure, which right. is what we've been in in Second Corinthians ten. I mean. Friendship, family, but the show—the show's a big deal for them because you know Fox is trying to build their digital platform. So by having this is the first really, you know, thing that somebody's done from the old show, other than what we've been doing here. But I mean, it's like a a first official show. So I mean, it's a you know, it's a pretty big deal for fans and people that love the show to just get to see people from. I think you know. I I mean, mean, I hope people lower their expectations. It's a pretty simplistic show. It was hard to do, but because it was pretty much just. But I have to say, I mean, I watched I watched the first episode and I, and I thought it was really good. So, and I'm not I'm saying that not just because I'm promoting it. I mean, I genuinely thought it was good. I thought it was funny. I thought well, was, I've seen. Uh, I love did. And I love Murray. You know, he's one of my favorite people. So I'm glad I, to see I'll him. I'll tell you and, this: Murray was. You never know. I mean, he hasn't really been on TV or whatever. No. But uh, he's great. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I was, I mean, the first day was bumpy. Yeah. Because we were, I guess I can share this now. But so the first day, he didn't realize kind of how things things are. So we get, I mean, this is day one. We get to the location and they say, we wait around for 30 minutes. You know, he's looking around like, what? what's the problem? Well, are we going to start? <laughs> <clears throat> then they say, you know, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to put some GoPros in these little cameras in your truck <clears throat> and y'all can uh you know drive around and describe what we're doing so i said okay and he said well that's why why are they doing that i said because they're not ready <laughs> they have a problem <laughs> which we later found out they didn't have any cameras yeah and uh <laughs> i mean they had gopros yeah. but they didn't yeah, they cameras their... didn't. There was a mix-up somewhere. They can, it's hard to film you when you act, you need your camera. Gotta have a camera. It's like me going duck hunting without my duck calls or my gun. That's right. So, doing a reality show with without cameras. <laughs> yeah. I, so we got in the That's truck. That's a little too real. And I said, uh, Murray, none of this will probably ever make the show. Yeah, but just so you they know. didn't want to say, we've lost our cameras. <laughs> so they said, let's. Why don't y'all drive around? I was like, they're just trying to get us. We're not sitting around waiting on them. So it's so funny. They put the cameras in, so we take off. It's me, Jeff, and Murray. And I was like, okay, boys, here we go. This is the, you know, this is it. So Murray looks at the camera, and he's like, "Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're (laughs) (laughs) 
I laughed oh my so God. hard. He was going to do a little monologue. Well, he was like, this is, this is the, he just went director and it was like looking at the camera. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. We're headed. I said, Murray, you just be yourself. We're, you know, Camera's we're, not here. We're, yeah, we're not going to look at the camera the whole time. And it was so funny. No, man. So we came a long way from day one. You know, and he's like, well, how am I going to be myself when I don't know what's fixing to happen? I was like, well, you don't know what's fixing to happen in, in life. <laughs> no, I said in life. You don't know what. You just be yourself. I, he's you like, well, what if I don't have anything to say? I said, you don't have anything to say. That's right. And it was, it was, you know, it is a little, because people talk about unscripted shows. They're like, oh, that's what we want. It's harder than you think. Yeah. Because you just. I mean, you're not sure, yeah, what to say or when right. to say it. But well, there's something while, about you... it when they tell you because I remember all the times we used to do the show, and, and ha so we'd have somebody on, and they would always tell me, "Now, don't look at the camera." You know, just it's not there. You just, but it's funny you say that, and then people are like, you know, they, they're just they're drawn to it because they know they're not. I supposed... wish you'd have been on our show this year, or we tried. Uh, we invited you a couple times to supper, but right, you right, were out right. or whatever. But because uh, in our show it was okay to look at the camera. Oh, that's so, good. So y'all kind of broke down the fourth wall. We did. Okay, good. We just decided, you know what? Well, we're we're not to gonna make this because right. you'll, you'll know. Yeah. You're not making this stuff up. We we go out there. Whatever we find, we find. What if we yeah. don't? We try to have some <laughs> something funny happen, or maybe. I mean, we try to be creative in what we do, and we're out there, but. We're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Well, it's kind of like we do on the podcast, and it's funny because every time I bring this up and I'm talking to somebody that loves our podcast, it's one of the things they love about it because we don't. We decide to remember early on if something happens, it's just part of the podcast. If a wasp drops down and we got to kill a thing, that's part of the podcast. You know, if yeah. the dogs are barking, that's part of the podcast. So it's, yeah, I think it's so. better to just embrace it like that, you know, instead of trying to be like. So I'm a little nervous about promoting it because we're on a. You know, channel that's mainly talk about politics or whatever, but this is a healthy distraction of the world's problems and disagreement. But I mean, this this know. has worked. We're on a political platform for unashamed, well, yeah. so so we'll see. Yeah, I'll I'll keep you posted, but and I'll give you a report on on how the event. But one thing I am going to do is I'm going to let her do all the talking <laughs> she wants to do, and we're going to see how it works. Yeah, I I think that in theory. But I've thought that every time, and it just get back to the. I don't know, Jase. I mean, that'll be interesting. I can't wait to hear the I next mean, week. She's not wanna... mad, mad. She's just like, you gonna let me talk now? Or yeah. I mean, um, the free country. <laughs> I thought you should talk. <laughs> my one of my favorite lines from Missy ever was when Dad said something, and Missy looked around Dad and she said, "I liked it better when you didn't talk." <laughs> <laughs> I got so tickled, you know, because the dad usually ignores everything, but for whatever reason, he chimed in one time, and Misty just told him that, and I got so tickled. That was so funny. No, you don't have to wonder what she's thinking. That's what I like about her. Oh, yeah, she'll do. So what I was going to do for our last segment in, in second. We are wrapping Corinthians today, the Corinthian letter. So. We are, and we're doing it in the positive. We kind of went over the negatives because we had the standards of the world. You know, he makes that reference in Chapter 10, which was a common reference you know of having i mean the world functions differently than the church yeah and 
we're we're glad for it. The weapons we fight with in this country. Which, by the way, Jay's, uh, we didn't. I don't think we ever said this, but really, that's what this podcast is about because. We talk about being on a political platform, but we watch the political wars every day. That's not working nope. to ch- change hearts and minds. Like, you got your position. They you can't your remove position. sin, and no. they can't raise So we have head. to raise the thing higher than politics. Which By the is way, Jace, wouldn't you say on the final three chapters that the Apostle Paul brought it all down together, and it's pretty caustic. <clears throat> he's talking about the people that are behind this movement at Corinth that's causing him trouble. And uh, I'll keep on doing, this is Second uh, Corinthians 11, about verse 12. I'll keep on doing what I'm doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us and the things they boast about. For such men... I think this is the gist of what's going on here, big picture, in the three chapters, the wrap-up. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It's not surprising, then, if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. I think that's kind of a... He, he tends to wrap it all together on what's behind this. And he is saying all these problems that they're having, it's coming from the evil one. Yeah, exactly. It, which it, is a, which is a. I mean, you, you, you know, all the texts about in Christ, Christ, you know, gee, they, they have lost their focus and don't realize that wherever you are at any time in your life, there is ongoing spiritual warfare. Now let's, uh, let's take a break. So we got Mother's Day uh, coming up. Jace, we'll need to remember that because, you know, moms love and wives love to be pampered a little bit on Mother's Day. And they deserve it, right? Noted. They they raised us and raised our children. One of the things you might want to think about getting your mom is one of our sponsors uh, is a company called Raycon, and they do wireless earbuds. And um, so, you know, a lot of people listen to our podcast out there. This would be a great thing to get for your wife or your mom to be able to listen to the Unashamed podcast. Plus, you can take phone calls uh, hands-free. A really, really good product. Uh, I I wear them. I love it on the airplane because, you know, it it tunes out all the noise that you get on there. They will not budge. They have optimized gel tips. They fit into your ear comfortably, which is important. So for mom or anybody else, you get eight hours of playtime. 32-hour battery life. They've got a compact portable charging case, which is really good. Over 50,000, 49,000 five-star reviews. So obviously they're good. So check them out. Uh, tell your mom how much you love her or your wife or anybody by going to buyraycon.com slash unashamed. You're going to get 15% off a Mother's Day order. So you can save some money and give her a great gift. Buyraycon.com slash unashamed. That's a very important point, Dad, because 
the people, the Corinthian church and the people there, even the ones that were giving him so much grief, he doesn't view them as enemies. He views the evil one as that is correct. So that's that's my point. It's very important because what happens is, you know, we get so disappointed with people and frustrated and we got to realize it's just the evil one working in someone. It's not, they're not the enemy. We want them to understand. You take any scenario out throughout the Bible from start to finish, beginning with when, when Adam and Eve sinned, then the, 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 the solution is someone from the seed of a woman will be born. You know, this is, I mean, it, this was like five, 6,000 years in the making yeah. from all the Old Testament writings. I mean, it was, yeah. it was it's 6,000 years, from, right. you know, from Genesis all the right. way to get to, to get to the point of what the promise Matthew, was. Mark, Luke, and John, you're like, boy, I mean, this thing, I mean, it, it dragged on a long time. It did. Which is amazing. And then the results of it, he's dealing with it, but Satan is still there. But the good news is he's trying to get them to see, you know, like First Corinthians 15, look, you know, all your problems have been solved here. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you, you need to come together and you need to love each other. Right. Because his defeat is now known. Yeah. We have no longer have a fear of death. But, but it shows, too, how shrewd evil can be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's little stuff that just all of a sudden it bubbles up and it just rots whatever it touches, you know. Right. You know, masquerade as a masquerade as an angel of light. You know, you just think about that. That's pretty good. And by the way, we've been talking about spiritual warfare. If you want to read a really good book on spiritual warfare, Seeing the Unseen by Joe Beam. It's really the best I've ever read. But there is a decision to be made. And we've talked about this before. The evil one can set up circumstances where temptation arises. But still, ultimately, God has given us the ability to choose. And in this case... You know, Jesus, when he would say, if you want to live, you got to die. You know, victory is the opposite of what you think from a spiritual standpoint when looking at a spiritual warfare. You know, by surrendering to Christ, letting him lead you, you're accessing the positive because the negatives of what the worldly standards are, we've already addressed. They looked at the surface, only the surface of things. They wanted to look strong. And nope. You never admit your weaknesses. Nope. You never want to show you vulnerability. Commend yourself to yourself. <laughs> commend your, yeah, they commend the, commended themselves, verse 12. They measured themselves and compared themselves only with others or ultimately themselves. Right. But when you look at God's spiritual qualities and standards, you see in verse 4 of chapter 10 that we have divine power to demolish <laughs> strongholds you just think you have the knowledge of god verse five and you're gonna need it too (laughs) but but that you just think of of a treasure trove that we have in truth that you know that god is right yeah so it's like when you're in an argument i mean i used to jokingly say you never want to argue with someone unless you know you're right and the joke in that was i'm getting my material from the creator of the universe I know he's right. Yeah. So even though I can't, you know, put God in a bottle and pour him out for you to see and give you some kind of sign that, oh, this is true. I know his principles are right and true and they are righteous. So that that's the 
the shift in when you compare these things, and I have a list, that's one, that, that God's power is driving this. Verse 5 is that... Uh, what, that are you in what chapter? Chapter you? 10. Okay. Second Corinthians 10. All right. Uh, and we take every captive, uh, take captive every thought, and make it obedient to Christ. Of course, he's going to say that, and that's been the theme of this whole thing: that our filter in Christianity is Jesus Christ Himself. We're that's why we came up with that statement: of what What would Jesus do? But the better statement we've said before is: What is He doing? Yeah. So you can always look at the life of Jesus <clears throat> when you're talking about the standard versus the worldly standard. We have we have a, a a person that by God's design and plan woven through history. He gave us a model, an example that we compare everything to. If if you don't know what to do about any subject under the sun, you can read the four gospels and I will guarantee you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you will come out with a way to handle it through the eyes of Jesus from a from a godly Because he's mistake-free. Exactly. Mistake-free. But you think about that. What a filter that is. Ooh. That oh, it, it's e- awesome. every thought captive. That well, think about it. The world has no standard. They're trying to come up with a standard to achieve these principles, even sometimes love and equality and whatever you want to fill in. Equity. But they don't have... A standard they can agree on, correct? Because of all the corruption and and flaws in the process, yep. Because it's then subjective to whatever somebody thinks. I think we ought to do this. Well, I think we ought to do that. Or what? And it's just chaos, corruption, and misery. That's right. And you're chasing your tail. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's a common theme, and I could have come up with a two hundred verses on that, but. Uh, verse 7 is that this idea of surrender of chapter 10, that if anyone is confident that he belongs to Christ, he should consider again that we belong to Christ. It, whenever the Bible starts repeating itself, you take notice. Because then he says, we... You, know, you want it, we have it. You know. <laughs> but we belong to Christ, which means the reason he brings up that I boast somewhat that freely about the authority the Lord gave us. The Lord is the one giving the authority. And this is the standard by which we operate. This is not my story. It's the Lord. I share the Lord. Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it from him he he's the one guiding this ship he's the head of the church i mean you can go as many ways as but you don't want you to. think that really speaks to why people want to belong you know the the one of the things the pandemic did one of the things in mom and lisa's book and sister roar was that it took away community in so many ways because all of a sudden Everybody's worried and scared, so you can't meet with other people for whatever reason. I mean, not just spiritual stuff, but people do want to belong. I mean, they want to be a part of stuff, which is why even when it's a bad cause, people still get involved. Why? Because we're a part of something. So you see how the evil one uses that to his advantage. Well, but it's not us. Once you, once you, because they were attacking Paul, wasn't him? Right. He was sharing his heart based on the Lord and what the Lord had done in his life, and he was. What did he? What did Paul preach? If you said, sum up what Paul's central message was in all his letters, what was his central message? 
Christ and him crucified and raised from the dead. <laughs> exactly. That's why he said over and, over and over and over. I just want you to know about Christ and him crucified. I don't want to know anything else. Well, people even in the church today find that so offensive. Yeah. They've been, I've <clears throat> been lashed out at because I said, if we can agree on Jesus, I'm good. People said, how dare you say such a statement? There's way more things that you have to figure out than that. I, I mean, we, we have the actual letters where people stopped what they were doing in life and wrote a letter and said, I cannot believe that you said you just wanted to agree on Jesus. Now, look, I think that is embarrassing for someone <laughs> to write that because yeah. I got that from Paul who got it from Christ himself but also uh, let's take a break also jays it's there's no doubt these elite people or whatever was going on in the corinthian community they were like why do we get like the lesser apostle they, they didn't view paul as equal right. with the others because he keeps defending himself over and over and over he said you know i, I know you don't think i'm a super apostle but it was like why do we get the flawed guy that was All their. Right. They were looking at him and saying, "Well, we're just you know, we we maybe we're okay with Jesus, which they really weren't." Well, it wasn't and, like and he had a pretty tough background too. Well, which I'm is getting, why he goes through all. Well, that let me 11. let me get through this because right. I think you'll see what we're trying to say. So so he he but he sets it all up here in chapter ten. So he's like, "These are God's arguments, God's power. Christ is the filter. We all belong to Christ." Then verse thirteen, he's like, "God provides the platform." We we mentioned this earlier. Yep. It says. Uh, the second part of 13 of 10, uh, our boasting to the field God has assigned to us. We didn't pick a field yep. that we're going to go out and do ministry. God assigned it. You notice in everything, there's a common theme here. We belong to Christ. It's his power, not ours. He assigned the field, uh, the field where we're at. He wanted us here. Then he gets to 15, 16, he gets to the big picture. No matter if you don't like me or not. Our hope is that your faith continues to grow. Our area of activity among you will greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel, which was the theme, yep. Jesus, not him, in the regions beyond you. This is bigger than you. You want to keep going? This is trying to get, get the gospel to the world. So then verse 18, I think, well, really 17 and 18, is the theme of this challenge that they've missed because he says, but let him who boasts Boast in the Lord. You can't boast in yourself. Right. We're boasting about the Lord. And now I think this verse 18, to me, I saved it for last, our last section. For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. Yep. Same theme in 1 John 4. Yep. Love is not that you love God. People are like, what are you saying? I do love God. No, the Bible, the truth. I know my argument is right because I'm basing it on Scripture. It's not that you love God, but it is that God loves you. It's a different in perspective that once you get it, you won't be so high and mighty among yourself and the way you're looking, the way you're portraying yourself, that even in your weakness, even admitting your sins, you realize God, he flourishes in that situation because now you're relying on God's power, not yours. Right. The bottom line is you just can't do it yourself. Right. And people don't want to admit that. They don't you know, want to admit they're wrong. They think they're smart enough to figure out every little detail 
from cover to cover of this Bible, and we somehow are going to find perfection, what we read about that, they're not viewing that as love. They're like, no, you got to be perfect. If you're not perfect, you're out. Well, guess what? We're all out. <laughs> if you don't apply that to a spiritual principle, none of us. None you know where you see that? You know where you see that a lot? That's a good illustration. Is you'll see a politician... They'll they'll bring somebody up and they'll commend them and they'll they'll oh, talk yeah. about how great they are and this, oh yeah and but the whole time it's really not to commend the person it's to to commend themselves because they're saying yeah. look at me I can recognize old average Joe here and really bring him out here and it's all self seeking that's what he's talking about that's the difference it's not about you self seeking it's about God commending you as his servant. Which so is- he said, he reiterates the same comment in 1130. Cause he says, no, we're going to read what he said before in a minute, but he says in 1130, if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weaknesses. Cause he just said, if I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast in the Lord in the Lord. So it's okay to boast in my weaknesses because then he, tells you why because the in verse 31 because the god and father of the lord jesus who is to be forever praised knows that i'm not lying (laughs) and i think he's that little statement shows you that he believes god is real he believes that in his heart he has a relationship with god and god knows him which he referred to in first corinthians 8 3 Remember, he, he, he said the same thing about that we mentioned in, about love. He said, it's not about, about you knowing God as much as, as it is about God being knows. known by God. Right. He said, the man who loves God is known by God, which seems like a riddle. You're like, what? Yeah. You're telling me it's not about me loving God. It's about God loving me. Yep. It's not about me knowing about God. It's about being known by God. Because if you know God knows you, then you'll quit these little games about presenting yourself as something that you're not and trying to cover up all this sinful behavior in your life, which we've already found out when we got to chapter 12, that's what was going on. They were saying, yeah, we're following Jesus. We're religious people. We have gifts from God. And yet our lifestyle was not going through the filter of Jesus. Because when you read his ministry, they had nothing in common with that. They were doing the exact opposite. They were being self-absorbed. They were indulging in whatever pleasurable thing. They were having difficulty dealing with any kind of obstacle. And that's, that's just the difference in the standard. And it was interesting that, uh, let's take our last break. It was interesting, Jason. He says, he goes all the way back in 32 and 33 to the beginning. When he was first converted, they were out to get him. You know, he was on, he was in Damascus. Yeah. And I mean, he had literally had to be taken out in the night because they were already out to get him once he had had that conversion. So yeah. he was a marked man from day one. Even yeah. Ananias didn't really want to deal with him. Remember, he was like, Lord, you know, this is a this is a bad hombre here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think we should, should close with this section. So in 1210, we're going to go backwards on this. He says something that's really difficult for people to, to get a handle on. Yeah, and most people would not make this statement. 
Yeah, it says that is why, because he had the thorn in the flesh, and he and he we gave the about. arguments that God's grace is sufficient, and the powers His powers made perfect in weakness, and I'll boast. Here's this boasting again. This is verse nine, but of twelve. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I'm weak, I'm strong. And I think I've laid out from his writings a pretty powerful argument about this boasting in the Lord and embracing our frailty, our weakness, our mistakes, instead of trying to act like something you're not or something you can, this is something you can achieve on your own. And so when you back up, he plays this little game with them when he says <clears throat> in verse 18 of chapter 11, since many are boasting in the way the world does. <clears throat> so we just laid out this, the difference in the standards of the world. And, and you think about what do people boast at in the world, about the world? All these physical surface things about how much money you have or what you look like or... Position of power you're in. Uh, your yeah. accomplishments, your trophies. Look, you know, I made a hole in one. I mean, you're like, great. <laughs> well, in the grand scheme of things, now look, I've, I've made two hole in ones in my life. I was excited. But in the grand scheme of things, if you're looking at my casket and you're like, you remember that one time when he took this round <laughs> ball and hit it with a stick? And we had, they had dug a hole in and the it ground. Went in. And it went in. <clears throat> what a thing to celebrate. Well, what a <laughs> thing that I can remember this dude by. You can say, here's the ball. And I'm just laying there dead as concrete. <laughs> it just seems pretty shallow yeah. in that. Did that offer anybody anything with substance? No. I would a whole lot rather you think about people. Through the grace of you. God. I heard about well, your two holes in one, but I, I didn't. You impressed, that? Eh? No, no, I didn't not, know that when no. I heard about it. it it's, it's, <laughs> and I'm not making a lot. You know, there's fun things we do sure. along the way. But when you help somebody out or you bring somebody to the Lord, I mean, that's God's power using, you know, Him using you as an ambassador to change someone's eternal destiny. Now, that's something we can talk about. Yeah. Or to find a difficult situation or a kid without parents and help them or an old widow lady and, you know, all the different things that we do through the Spirit of God and other people's weaknesses and, and moments. That, that's what really matters. That's what he was trying to get them to see, but they were just only thinking of themselves. Right. And yeah, so the way, the way I used to put it, Jason, when I preached all the time, did a lot of funerals, was live in such a way that it'll be so easy for guys like me to talk about you at your funeral because it's, it's going to be my job one day. And you can make that job easy or you can make that job difficult. It's up to you. Exactly. So that was just a challenge to you know, how to live. So he says this famous thing, and I got to read it because it's just – I think this is one uh, – we said nobody really hangs out for the most part in 2 Corinthians 6 through 13. But this is but a good read. They here. do read this there because it's fascinating. It is. Because they're not giving him any credibility and he's trying to point people to Jesus and they're talking about all their boasting and what they've done and their rhetoric and how articulate they are. And they have these super apostles who knows what they were doing. I guess they were magicians and 
you know, because he later on in chapter 12 and 12 said, look, the true things that mark an apostle are signs, wonders, and miracles. And I'm pretty sure that whoever this bunch was that was influencing them, they wasn't doing any miracles and wonders and signs, but it was just, it was a light show. It was masters of illusion, which the world is good at. Oh, yeah. If you don't think they are, the standards of the world, you'd go, you go to Vegas and you're like, you look around and you're like, this place is happening. That's right. I mean, it's, what is it? It's miracle signs and wonders to yeah. somebody who don't know what our true miracle sign and wonder is. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's amazing what's happening out there, but it's a worldly surface of the thing venture. Right. There's no meaning there. You'll lose all your money. You'll, it'll send you to rehab and you could possibly get some disease pretty quickly. Oh yeah. That, I mean, just think that that's what's really going on. I mean, it'll it'll break. It was like Jason. Remember that joke of the the guy never they come in out of the woods. You know, they never been to a city, and he goes and he's standing there with his son. That he they're watching this elevator, and it opens up, and it's, I mean, here they're watching it close, and people are getting in. And they're like, "What? What is it?" And so they see this ugly old gal comes up, and she gets on there. Doors close. She takes off, and they're just looking at wonder. And it comes back and opens up, and this beautiful woman gets off. And the guy looks around at his son and says, hey, boy, go get your mama. (laughs) 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 Wonders, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So look, so he says in 21 of 11, "To, to my shame, I admit, that we were too weak. So he's like, he's fixed to play this game and say, you know what, I'm going to do some boasting. What anyone else dares to boast about, I am speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast about. So he's, I'm going to do some boasting. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I'm out of my mind to talk like this. I'm more. He, he kind of goes on a side rant here. He does. Because he also says this earlier, remember in 2 Corinthians 4, when he said, uh, if I'm out of my mind, or maybe it's chapter 5. Uh, I do it for the sake of Christ. Right. It's same kind of term, terminology. He starts with his pedigree. Yeah. But then he says, so so that's right. He says, I have the pedigree, and now look what I've done. I've, I've worked harder. I've been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I've received the, from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. I mean, you just think about the scars on his body. That was not a – you do some historical research on Ooh. I mean, he's literally – was and five a, times beat to a pulp <clears throat> and scars all over. Three times I was beaten with rods. I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in the open sea. I've been on the move. Been in danger from rivers, bandits, my own countrymen, Gentiles in the city, in the country, at the sea. From false brothers, I have labored and told, gone without sleep, known hunger, thirst. I've gone without food. I've been cold and naked and besides everything else <laughs> that was the physical side that was a lot i face the pressure of my concern for all the churches so who is weak and i do not feel weak and who is led into sin and i don't inwardly burn burn so if i must boast i will boast of the things that show my weakness that's why this phrase means more when he says, the God and Father, the Lord Jesus, who is to be forever praised, knows that I'm not lying. So to the super apostles, they looked at each other and said, you have to admit, that's a lot. 
<laughs> That's pretty super. Well, uh, you, have you ever gone through something like that? And they would have to say, no, I don't even, I don't even. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, the point is, is they might have looked the part. Falling in the end of these, end of these stuff, is this where y'all are? And they well, you like, realize oh. here that this guy's not an articulate guy. He's not a trained speaker. He looks like not even like a human. He's been butchered, beat. He torn. looks like nine he, miles of muddy road. He doesn't have a lot of money. He's been in prison, in and out of prison. Look, I meet the people that are in and out of prison. What, what's your first impression? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. And prison's rough. And all this stuff that he's gone through, they just couldn't get past what they were seeing. Yeah. They're like, this guy, he thinks he's, Christ is speaking through him. Yep. He's a, he's a con. He, you know, he's been in and out of prison. Yeah. You were there for the Lord. Oh, roll, I roll. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, cause look, it's, it's always this fundamental argument that people make in life. If there is a God, well, how come he's let you go through all this? If God was for you, how come you've been beat? How can, See, that's why he's both, that's why this seems so foolish. They're like, right. this is impossible. Look at all us. We're all healthy, living off the land. But We're he, in luxury. But he got his orders from the one who, who appeared to him on the road to Damascus. And he's saying, it was, it was a big, big deal for me. Big change the way I rolled. This is accurate. That's why he said what? this, and we can explore this in bonus time. In Galatians 5, in, in an ironic book to where people tried to add something to the gospel, which he said, you're, you're in danger of eternal damnation for doing that, so don't ever do that. But he got to the end in chapter 6 and 14. He says, may I never boast, Paul saying this, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. That's really what he was telling them. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to point you to Jesus. That's why he's the only one I want to know about, and that's all I'm going to boast about. But I'll, allow me to boast in these weaknesses, what I've gone through, that you're using as an excuse on why God is not with me. Yeah, you're right. Let's let's unpack that a little bit more. Uh, we'll do that in uh, Unashamed Overtime and d- kind of do our final wrap-up of Corinthians. That's blazetv.com slash unashamed if you want to sign up for that and be a part of Blaze and catch our overtime segments. We'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.